0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Share with you a true story that happened with neighbors of mine some 12 years ago. I lived at the time in Borough Park. And Borough Park is a place famous for many things, but tolerance, patience are not among them. It's crowded It's tight, there's not enough room for everybody, and therefore patience wears thin quickly. About a block away from my home, it was a two-family house, and there was a family there, we'll name them the Glucks. They lived there for what seemed like forever, very nice, very wonderful people. Their immediate neighbor in the other half of the house was an older woman, a Holocaust survivor. And when she passed away, her children sold that half of the house to another family. We'll call them the Kurzners. The Kurzners walked in there and realized that even though the neighborhood and the block is great this house hasn't been touched in 50 years. And they called a contractor and the contractor worked hard to get them in on the right date. And they finally, they moved in and a beautiful new house and everything is so wonderful and everything's so exciting. And the Kersners love their new home and they love their, their, their neighborhood and they love the block and the immediate neighbors and the Glucks are just the best, the kindest. The first night they showed up with supper, and ever since then, there's nothing they can't do to help, and there's nothing they won't do to help. And they don't make a lot of noise. They share a wall, and it's really important when you share a wall with another family, the other family be functional and quiet. And the Glucks were just the model, model neighbors. They were terrific in every sense, and they only had one car, which meant more parking spots for the Kersners, which is everybody's dream in Bar Park. Everything was almost perfect. Except for one thing. Mrs. Kirsner was what we might call a neat freak. Everything had to be spotless and perfect. Her home, inside and out, was perfect. Spotless. The front yard was manicured to perfection. The backyard, everything had its place. The Glucks, nothing terrible. Clean, clean, menschlich, balbatisch, hamish all the words you want to use... The front yard was also pretty good. The backyard was where things took a drastic turn, for the worse. It was nothing short of a junkyard, piles of garbage, of every kind, and it was it. It's a good thing it was in the back, but it was an eyesore. And for somebody like Mrs. Kersner, who enjoyed sitting in the front of her house and in the back of her house and making a barbecue and inviting her friends and inviting her neighbors and inviting her kids, she couldn't bring her friends to the backyard for a barbecue. It was just Pashat, you were sitting next to a pile of junk. And it was embarrassing, and understandably so. And she spoke to her husband many times. She said to maybe there's something we can do. Could we put up a wall? He said, Put up a wall in between us and the neighbors, are you kidding me? These are the nicest people in the world. We're gonna offend them. Could you maybe ask them, look, we'll pay for it and maybe we can bring a truck and we can bring some, some, some people and they'll, they'll cart it away. It won't have to cost them anything. He's like, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to go tell them that I'm going to haul away their garbage? I can't do that. It would be so insulting. I would do it, but I can't do it. It would be terribly insulting. I'm, I'm not going to do it. There's no way. And so he decided he's not going to say anything and he convinced his wife not to say anything and it bothered her. And this was a conversation that happened more than once, but as I sometimes you've got to learn to live with it. You don't have to like it. You've got to live with it. And that's what they did. Until came a moment of truth. The Kirzners are making a bar mitzvah. And, kedarkum, they're going to have the front of the house is where the men are going to celebrate and they're going to enter the front door. And the back of the house is where the women are going to be and they're going to enter through the back door. And Mrs. Kirzner tells her husband my entire Amman. There is no way we're making a bar mitzvah and all my friends are coming in through the back and they're going to see this unsightly pile of junk. There is no way we have to take care of it. I'm t- asking you to me do me a favor. Call up Mr. Gluck and ask him if it's okay. You'll bring a truck, you'll have some workers and I'll take everything away. It won't cost him a penny, nothing. It's not going to hurt him. He's not using this. This stuff has been sitting there here in this house for six years. He has nothing to do with this junk. So what does a good husband do? When he's put up to the task of calling his neighbor to tell him he's going to schlep away his junk, he, he loses his neighbor's number. <laughs> his wife got him the number again. So then, of course, you lose your phone. Yeah, he lost his phone, and then he lost his mind. Eventually, by he's got to call Mr. Gluck, and he starts dialing, and he hangs up. And he starts dialing again, and he knows this is terribly uncomfortable, and he hangs up again. And then he dials again, he says, oh, after two rings, if the guy doesn't pick up, he might be sleeping. I mean, come on, it's three in the afternoon, people take a nap in the afternoon, you know. Uh, But all of a sudden, hello, here's Mr. Glock. And it's Yatzis HaNashmasay He He can hardly handle this, it's just terror. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Glock, but Hashem, I don't know if you know, my little Yossi is going to be by me. Ah, mazel to beautiful. So, is that wonderful? Tell her, tell me how I can help. Yeah, Hashem, by you, Simcha is beautiful. Yeah, we should all have Nachas. <laughs> so, I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, if you wouldn't mind, you know, we're making a thing, and the men and then the women, and they're going to be in the back. And my wife is thinking to herself that her friends are going to come, and would it be okay if I could get somebody? And Mamish won't be a tech, I won't be my you and it won't cost you a dime, but I would bring a truck, and maybe we could have the. You know, they'll, 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 they'll take things away and it'll be clean, and it'll be very nice and it's, it's, it's nice now also but you know how it is with the ladies they like it to be a little bit different, you know it's not going to match the theme Silence Schenbart. Not a word and you're thinking to myself Okay, there goes that relationship that was nice while it lasted now I have an enemy for the next 50 years living next door to me, sharing a wall Finally Mr. Gluck says I mean, you can do whatever you want, it's not like you really need my permission. He says, "Well, <laughs> what do you mean I don't need your permission? It's your junk. <laughs> I wouldn't take somebody, I mean, it's your zachen, it's your zachen, it's your chafetzim. I wouldn't take your chafetzim without asking you. He says, I, I mean, not really. He says, not really, it's not really mine. Not yours. So who says it? Tell me, I'll call the guy, Adarab, Adarab, Adarab. So if it's not yours, then I'll add the other fellow doesn't mind. He says, No, 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 I think you might not. Chap. He says, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember before you moved in, you did renovations? He said, Yeah, of course. I've had a nightmare. He says, Yeah, so so your contractor was working and he was under the gun and he, he didn't really have a dumpster. So he used the backyard and he didn't, he had a lot of junk. So it didn't mamish stay only on your side of the backyard. He also took the liberty of, of putting some things by us, which was fine. I was very happy to help. But said, if you remember, it was a big hurry all the way at the end down to the last minute, and then he finally got it, and he got you into the house, and he cleaned up, but well, he never finished the job. All that stuff sitting there is actually leftovers from your renovation. He says, then so, why do not you tell me?" He says, "Well, I spoke to the contractor. I spoke to him many times. I asked him. My wife made me call him many times. He said he's going to take care. Of it. He's going to take care. He's going to take care, but he never did. He's on to another job. He's done." And I, 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 was, I wanted to ask you, but I figured you must know. I figured Mr. Abadi and you know, Ozichi he told you. I mean, this was this I didn't, I never had that day before. We we never kept junk in the backyard. I assumed you knew, and maybe you just didn't have the time, or maybe you didn't have the money. I didn't want to pressure you, Chas V'Shalom. And and I didn't have the money myself to do it. So I said, okay, I'll, it'll be a little while, and for sure you're going to move it out. So I assumed that it was going to move out, and then you know, mitnzeit. I I guess I got used to it. We could use the front yard. That's also. That's also okay. Say, this Tisha above. we're not going to use our mouths to eat. We won't swallow our food. But maybe we can learn a lesson from Mr. Gluck. Instead of swallowing our food, let's learn how to swallow our tongues. Let's learn how to fagin, how to give up to the next person how to accept the next person, whatever it is. No, the neighbor's a little dirty, so he's a little dirtier than you would like. He dumped some of his garbage by you, so he dumped some of his garbage by you. Rabbi say, if we can practice swallowing our tongue instead of our food, we will be zaycha to the besa mikdash Bi Amenu amen. You've just experienced another Torah... Enjoyed this story? come again bring a friend stories to inspire.org